Next, we tell you about a Charlotte FC initiative full of amazing and inspiring athletes. This person tells us all about those athletes. My name is Andrea Stam, and I am Vice President of Sports for Special Olympics North Carolina. We are podcasting Charlotte FC, bringing you the human experience behind the club, inspiring stories, community initiatives, beneficial info, and much more with Matt Harris, the voice, and Wayne Dyer, the tech. Wayne, you can begin this because you met uh, Andrea a few weeks yeah. ago. Explain the meeting. So, Andrea, we met on a field in Matthews, North Carolina, for the founding, I guess, of the first Special Olympics Unified Charlotte FC team. Am I saying that correctly? Oh, yeah, what is, oh, the, what is the title? <laughs> how, how should we say that? How should yeah, we say there's that? a lot of words in there. Um, I think the, uh, the official name for it is, for like shortened purposes, is the Charlotte FC Unified Team. Yes. So. Explain what that is. Explain what it's all about. But it's a, and it's in partnership with Special Olympics North Carolina. And this is the first time that you've worked with a professional soccer team. Uh, correct for for this purpose. Yes, for yeah. the um, for the unified team. Yeah. What what is explain what this uh, team is all about? So you know, with Special Olympics and unified sports, Special Olympics unified sports is an arm of Special Olympics. It's uh, one of our initiatives that really pairs together persons with and without intellectual disabilities on a team to play together. One of the older uh, sayings was your teammates on the field and your friends off the field. And this particular initiative, Unified Sports, was started uh, quite a few years ago, about 30 years ago in Massachusetts by uh, a former, the former CEO of Special Olympics Massachusetts, who then went to Connecticut, Bo Doherty. And uh, his whole vision was that, you know, Special Olympics athletes um, should be participating and competing on a sports team with their counterparts who do not have intellectual disabilities. And at the, the, the you know, overall thing is it's going to do a lot more than just do sports. It's going to teach everybody about each other and, you know, put forward a more inclusive world. I do some things with an organization called Best Buddies that's where, you know, team up those with intellectual disabilities and those with not. And uh, the the concept you're talking about is huge to introduce both sides of the equation to each other and build friendships. It's hard to find friends and whatnot, period, let alone if you're uh, somebody who might have an intellectual disability of some sort, right? So that's part of this, too, is creating that friendship and that bond. Yes, yes. And really showcasing the abilities of the athletes um, and showing them that they have the heart of a champion. They have the heart of competitors, uh, just like we all did, um, you know, and still do. Dwayne, you told me a story that makes you tear up uh, when you, you tell it. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago when we had the tryouts. And one of the kids at the end was just elated because he passed the ball twice. He was overjoyed by yeah. that, Andrea. And they, there were so much other ones, but that one especially remained with me because it was so simple. It was so basic that I was able to pass the ball twice. And it was just beautiful. But the yeah. joy uh, that you see when these athletes do these things. And could you expound on that a little bit about the joy of the, of the athletes? To Dwayne's point, 
that our Special Olympics athletes, you know, they love to be out there. They love to be on the field and competing as much as anybody. And, you know, taking from that, you know, the the acknowledgement of what they did right, right? And, and think about the number of times that you have come off the field or maybe your teammates have come off the field and all they do is complain about what they did wrong, right? I think what we right. can do and what we can look is from our special books athletes is that, you know, y- you got to look for what you do right. And, um, you know, they're the first ones to, to talk about, you know, the things that they did, the things that their teammates did. And, you know, quite honestly, it's not necessarily that they're not competitive because they are (laughs) want to win. Um, and they want to train and, you know, there was a varying ability levels out there on the field that Saturday. And, um, you know, the goal of a unified sports team in this level, what we would call and what we would classify as a competitive model of unified sports is to be able to look out onto that field and at first glance, not tell, you know, who is the, what we would call the, uni, the unified partner, the person without an intellectual disability, and then the special mix athlete. Yeah. And so you saw out there, Dwayne, you know, we have quite highly skilled players, um, you know, yes. folks who have been coming out of game uh, for quite a few years and who are very good at soccer. So they were they were holding their own. I mean, obviously, many of those unified partners were clearly very good as well. But for me, it's always a great thing to see. When I look at the volunteers and I look at the people who are watching and not the athletes, when I watch them react to how our athletes' abilities shine, yeah, that to me is, <laughs> I, I want the world to see that because uh, that's the rewarding part for me is being able to facilitate an opportunity where the world and the community can can see our athletes for what they are, which are which are athletes. They are they are out there just like you and me. And you know, in a perfect world, Special Olympics wouldn't have to exist, and I wouldn't have a job here because every all sports organization, everything would be inclusive, right? And our athletes, you know, years and years ago would have been included, and that's just not the case. And you know, in 1968, when uh, Eunice Kennedy Shriver founded Special Olympics, she founded it because she saw that. You know, she is the one who who really had the vision and really brought it to life. And, and here we are now, you know, 50 years later, 50 plus years later as a global movement. And really at the end of the day, that's what I feel. You know, my title might be vice president of sports, but really my my role, what I feel and my mission is, is to is to keep bringing those opportunities to the community to yeah. really um, their athletes. I know this wasn't the first time some of those players been on a field. From what I saw, where have they been playing before? Or where have they been training? They've been on teams? Yeah, so um, in North Carolina, we have 40,000 athletes who participate in our program. And it's organized at the local level by county. So pretty much every county in the state of North Carolina has a local coordinator. So somebody who's facilitating a special mix activity and programming and that yeah. And so, you know, many of them, they come from the community, you know, they start, we have obviously are in schools and that's, you know, Best Buddies is in schools as well. Um, and that's obviously a large part of our population, but many of those guys have participated in Special Olympic through school and then have continued after school and participate on their community teams. So especially in Mecklenburg County, which is a, a really large program there in that Charlotte area. And many of the athletes came from there. They have been okay. uh, playing in practice 
years um, and have come to our events and have participated not only in soccer, but many of them do other sports with our program. What uh, ages are athletes are taking part in, in this particular program? So to be a part of the uh, Charlotte FC Unified team, you must be a minimum of 16 years old and then no older than 29. And that's not only for Special Olympics athletes, but it's also for Unified partners. And that's to bring a level of consistency with the other Unified teams that are associated with MLS clubs right. throughout the country. What's the importance of having that partnership for you? Well, I mean, it's completely amazing. It's really going to, I think, highlight not only what Special Olympics, uh, North Carolina, and the you know the, what we have here in our state, but it's really going to elevate the game of soccer. Um, you know, and and in, again, highlight the ability levels of our athletes. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah. people think of Special Olympics as you know, the one time a year track meet and somebody mm-hmm. running down the track. But really, it will, we offer 20 sports here in North Carolina, um, all the way from alpine skiing, snowboarding to soccer, track and field, oh. powerlifting, gymnastics, you know, et cetera. Um, and so it, I, I feel like this team um, and associated with this Charlotte Football Club is going to just elevate the athletes and elevate uh, the awareness of our program within the state. And I really hope build some soccer fans. <laughs> I really hope um, yeah, build yeah. some some interest in, you know, maybe going back and starting a soccer team in your hometown in North Carolina and associating and, and getting together with Special Olympics to say like, wow, this is something I never knew could happen and I want to get involved. So, and of course, we're just completely thrilled with the partnership with Charlotte FC and and the work that uh, the folks that, you know, my contacts there, Dustin and Jeff, um, who yeah. are just, uh, uh, just so wonderful in facilitating this opportunity. And we're just very grateful um, that they've signed on and um, just thrilled to see what, what's to come. Yeah, there, there are many initiatives that these guys are getting involved with, uh, Dustin and Jeff, that is. Andrea, what's the ratio on a team, athletes versus partners? Is there a rule regulation about that? Yeah, there is. Um, on a team, you know, for the team sizes that are that play in this program, the MLS Exchange type program, there are typically two different sizes. Either it's a seven aside team or an eleven aside team. And an eleven aside team looks like you would you're looking at at the soccer field. It's the same size. Right. And on the field at the time, you always have, because it's an odd number, you always have to have one more Special Olympics athlete than unified partner. So okay. on the field, you've got to have six athletes and five partners. So the ratio is either, and it depends on the sport, you know, we have other unified sports as well, but it's always either even number or one more if it's an odd number. Okay. In a special position like a goalkeeper, do you have a rule about athlete in the goal or partner in the goal uh no there's no, no there's no real uh rule for that you know it's all strategy okay. we've got you know i challenge anybody to think that there's not an athlete out there who mm-hmm. can keep a goal <laughs> um it may take some yeah. practice because the goals for the 11 aside are a little bit bigger um than what we have typically offered at our competitions but um but yeah, they. I saw that coach out there. He's training them hard. So I, I think we had three athletes in goal that day at the yeah. first trial. I think we had two. We had at least two. I know that we had at least okay. two, and one, yeah. which is good. You know, you uh, need you need a you know need a couple backups. Um, so I think that's really 
exciting to see. But, um, you know, in other sports, you know, we do have other unified sports, you know, athletes, you know, for softball, athletes can be pitchers, unified partners can be pitchers. Really, it just really just matters on the skill level and the expertise of the person. And again, you know, the level at which they're looking at and the level of play um, and expertise and ability level, when we're looking at the competitive model, which is what this is, it is looking for the team that works together and, and works, t- you know, and brings each other up. How do uh, people get in contact with you? And I assume you're looking for not just athletes, volunteers, uh, any, anybody who wants to get involved or has questions about how to start their own team. Uh, how do they find you? How do they reach out? So we have an email, uh, sports at net. And then you can also uh, go to our website at SONC.net and look for your local program, which is, again, county-based. So in Mecklenburg County, it's a woman named Rachel Lacurdo. We have coordinators in Cabarrus County, so the surrounding counties, Iredale and up there. So we do have quite a few. We have programs that are really strong, especially down in that, in the Charlotte area, in the Southern Piedmont area. But I just encourage anybody, you know, it's not just soccer, it's a lot of other um, teams, but we're really hoping that this will kind of help us drive more, more soccer interest and make sure people watch those games where, um, you know, our athletes will eventually, uh, this wow. team, will travel with the Charlotte Football Club that's, and play that's so, that's another so cool. football so cool. club, another unified team associated with the football. It, it's um, it really is, and I'm not going to get it too much away. I know that you know Charlotte FC will will release a lot more details, but you know this team, you know this type of team and this particular relationship is very unique, as far as I know. At this time, it is the only. This is the only type of relationship that exists with between Special Olympics programs wow. and professional sports teams is only through MLS soccer. So it really is wonderful opportunity for um, Charlotte Football Club um, and us. Um, and we're just, again, I keep saying it, but I, I really am thrilled. <laughs> you know, like this, this particular uh, you know, MLS exchange, this has been in existence for 10 plus years. And I have been on staff with Special Olympics North Carolina for 16, just over 16. And, uh, you know, every time I've heard about this, I thought, oh, well, that's great, but we don't have a team. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds fun, but we don't <laughs> <Yeah>. have a team. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we have a team. <laughs> so it's just, uh, I've had all my friends in other, in other programs, you know, talk about these wonderful things that happen. And, you know, and now we get to do it. It's so exciting. And uh, I'm just thrilled for our athletes that get the opportunity and, and who really get um, to shine from that experience and, and get to be showcased because that's, I was, I was listening to the podcast I think you had with um, the mom of the, oh, yeah. of yeah, Charlotte Jaylen's player. Mom. Yeah, Jalen's mom. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I can, you know, I have the vision and I can, and I can see that for our, the, the parents of our special oh. athletes, you know, who are going to be able to have that experience. And I'm getting a little choked up because I think that's just going to be. Um, that emotion of being in, in a stadium or, or something. It's going to be uh, Wow. Walking through the tunnels yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, it, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I don't even get to do it, and I'm getting like excited. Yes, <laughs> we, need a, we need a camera on know, you for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no. <laughs> Keep up the great work. We really uh, appreciate you taking some time to talk with us, and uh, we'll yes. have to have you back and discuss about that first big moment that happens with the team and such. Oh, I was like, I don't even know if I could be able to describe it. I was just crying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Thank you so much.
No, no, thank you all. Really, I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on, and um, I really look forward to seeing you again, Dwayne. And yep. uh, and I'll see. You. Hopefully, I'll you meet all. you at some point here. <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely. Cool. Yeah. Nice right. to talk with you.